according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. The word of God is not bound. It's never restricted. It can never be overruled, never be abrogated. The word of God stands forever. And that is the eternal word that we have. So whatever our circumstances, whatever our situation, God continues to speak to his people. So may we be people who continue to receive what God has to say for to us and for us. Let's have open ears and open hearts because God wants to speak to us today. He's a good God, isn't he? He continues to speak to his people. So what does he have to say today? I don't know your situation. I don't know your circumstance. But I believe that God always has a word for his people. I don't know. It may be for all of us. Just one of us. But I'm sure God wants to speak to each one of us today. I'm going to start. Speak my talk. My preaching. From Psalm 55.22. That's our beginning. Obviously we're going to go elsewhere. You know how I preach. I like to have lots of scripture. Because the scripture is given to us and for us. So that, that's what we rest on. We rest on the word of God. Amen. 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 So Psalm 55, 22. I'm reading from the NIV. Those who can select and choose what you follow on. Psalm 55, 22 says. Cast your cares on the Lord. And he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Isn't that amazing? Let me read that again. Cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never, ever let the righteous fall. That is the things that you care about. The things you're concerned for. The things that deeply affect and move you. He says, cast them upon the Lord. God is gracious, isn't he? God is good. I'm going to read now from Matthew 6. We're going to be searching the scriptures today. For in them, we certainly have eternal life. Matthew 6. Verses 25 to 27. It's taken from the Sermon on the Mount. You're familiar with it. I'm just going to read it. 25 to 27. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap, or store away in barns. And yet... Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his or her life? The Lord says, do not worry about the necessities of your life. You know, the world is a worried and a worrisome place. It's full of worry. 
and full of woe. And not only is the world full of worry, it is the cause of much worry. Much of our worries come from ourselves. Oftentimes, we are responsible for our worries. Sometimes we want to blame other people or other things. But quite often, the things we worry about are things that we've decided to worry about. And the world is full of worry. But those who place their faith and their trust in God have no cause or no need to worry. (coughs) Worry is a product of faithlessness. Faithlessness produces worry, but faith produces confidence. Now, we all have legitimate cares, concerns, and responsibilities. But Jesus is saying that you shouldn't have them. What he's saying is you shouldn't worry about them. Isn't that true? We all have things that we have to deal with in life. But Jesus says, do not worry. Do not be anxious. Verse 26, Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. Have you ever seen a worried bird? (laughs) I've never seen a worried bird. Are you always skipping around, flying around, doing stuff? I never see them worrying about, where's my next worm coming from? (laughs) Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, they do not reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? You certainly are. You certainly are. You are of great value to God. He loves you enough to send his son to die on your behalf. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God is good. Verse 27 says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his or her life? You can't. You can't add a single hour to your life by worrying. In fact, by worrying you might even decrease... (laughs) You might decrease your days by worrying. But you can't add anything by worrying. So stop worrying. Cast your cares on the Lord. And he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Let's go on a bit further to Matthew 11. Twenty-eight to thirty. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to thirty. Come to me, says Jesus, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I 
will give you rest. Come to me, Jesus says. He invites all who are weary and burdened. Go to him and he will give you rest. You know, we live in a generation of restlessness. More activity, yet it seems less satisfaction. We're always rushing around doing stuff, aren't we? Going from here, there, hither and thither. We've got all these time-saving gadgets, dishwashers, washing machines, vacuum cleaners, everything, microwaves, everything to save us our time. Yet we don't seem to have any more time. <laughs> have you noticed that? The more labour-saving, time-saving gadgets you have, the less time you seem to have. We've always got something more to do. No time to rest. The world is full of restless people. Not only is the world worrisome, full of worries, it's also wearisome. Life just wears you out, if you're not careful. There's more to worry about, and there's more to wear you out. These are universal states of being. They're experienced by all. No one's accepted. So the invitation of Jesus is to all. All who are weary and burdened. No one's excluded. It's an open invitation. Resting and remaining in him is the solution to your weariness. Don't continue in your struggle with your burdens and your cares. Give them over to Jesus. Give them to him and rest and remain in him. He loves you. He cares for you. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never, ever let the righteous fall. Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. The yoke signifies relationship and instruction. In olden days, they would yoke the oxen together so that they would relate one with another. One wouldn't get ahead of the other, and they'd both be going in the same direction. And quite often, they'd put a younger oxen with an older one so that the younger one would learn to keep in step with the other one. So the yoke of Jesus speaks of relationship and instruction. And only those who are in right relationship with Jesus can learn from him. You have to be with him in order to learn from him. You have to be with him in order to hear from him. Jesus says, for I am gentle and humble in heart. That's the character of Christ. I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest 
for your souls. Only those who learn from Jesus and become humble and gentle in heart are able to find the rest to our souls that only he can give. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His yoke is easy because not only does he share the load, but in fact, he carries the load. You might think you're sharing the load with him, but really, he's carrying the load. Any load you're carrying, he enables you to carry. So whatever happens, he's the one carrying the load. And his burden is light, because it's not really a burden. It's a loving relationship with the God who loves me. It's not a burden to walk with Christ. It's a relationship with him, and he carries our load. Isn't he good? Isn't God gracious? Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. So David encourages us to cast our cares on the Lord. And then he tells us what the outcome of doing this will be. He says that the Lord will sustain you. Sustain means to maintain and to prolong. Do you want to be prolonged? <laughs> Strange way of looking at it. Cast your cares on the Lord. It's to keep us going. To keep up the vitality and the strength of. That's what's meant to sustain. God keeps us going. Hebrews 1.3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. The same powerful word of the same powerful God who created everything from the beginning is the same powerful word of the same powerful God which now sustains everything. That includes you, that includes me. If God is able to create all things by his powerful word, is he not able to sustain his people by that same powerful word? I say yes. I say he is able. Our God is able. Amen. Amen. He is the great I am. He is the living one. He is who he says he is. And he is worthy. He is high. And he is holy. And as we cast our cares on the Lord. Through the means of prayer. And our submission to his will. That's how we cast our cares on him. We bring our requests before him. In prayer. And then we submit to his will. No, one, no point coming to God and casting your cares on, the, on, on him and then going and picking them up again and trying to deal with them and trying to work it out and see how, how things are going to work. No, cast your cares on him and then rest and remain because he's working on your behalf. So submit to whatever he says 
as Mary says, whatever he says, do it. Those are marvellous words. Those are some of the most important words you'll find in scripture. Whatever he says, do it. That's the answer. Cast your cares on the Lord. As we cast our cares upon him, by prayer and by submitting to his will, through our words and through our lifestyle, through our living, we then experience him as our sustainer, as our strength, and as our satisfaction. He sustains us as he sustains everything by the means of his powerful word. In Nehemiah 9.21, this is the prayer of the Levites as they prayed for the people. And they reminded the people of their past history. And in Nehemiah it says, the Levites stood up in front of the people. They'd read from the word of God, I think it said a quarter of the day, they read from the word of God. And a quarter of the day they praised. Can you imagine that? <laughs> if I started preaching for a quarter of the day, you may want me to stop. <laughs> but that's what they did. And they stood up before the people, and this is what they reminded the people of. They said, for 40 years, the Lord God sustained you in the desert. They said, they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. Neither did their feet become swollen. For 40 years. Can you imagine that? I don't know how much miles they walked. How many miles they walked. It'd be interesting to know. But their shoes never wore out. Neither did their feet get swollen. Praise God. <laughs> God is able to sustain his people. So cast your cares upon him. He's well able to sustain you. He's capable. He's willing. You won't overburden him. He can deal with whatever you cast upon him. He's faithful. He loves you. He's able to sustain you. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. He will never, ever let the righteous fall. This is an unconditional promise of God. I guess the only condition is that you have to be one of the righteous. But I'm speaking by faith. I'm calling you righteous. So for you, it's unconditional. He will never, ever let the righteous fall. Deuteronomy 33.27 says, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. His everlasting arms describe his ability and his power. Also his care. He holds you in his arms. 
as a parent might hold a child. He's able to uphold you in any and every situation. And they are strong arms. They're able to hold you. They're able to keep you. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's good to know, isn't it? God holds us. He upholds us with his righteous right hand. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be dismayed. You don't have to be perturbed. You don't have to be disappointed. God is with you. And he holds you up by his righteous right hand. Underneath are the everlasting arms. God is willing and God is able to uphold all those who cast their cares upon him. His righteous right hand speaks about his righteousness and his power, his character and his ability. Our God is able. He is willing. So we need not fear since God is with us. We do not have to be dismayed since he is our God. He will strengthen us and he will help us. Psalm 1211. If I had time, I'd read the whole psalm. It's a lovely psalm. But I'll just read the first verse. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The one who made heaven, the one who made earth, the creator of all things, the one who spoke in the beginning, invites you to cast your cares upon him. He is well able to sustain you. He will never, ever let the righteous fall. So, I keep repeating myself, but I want you to get the message. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. 1 Peter 5.7 says, Cast all your anxiety, all your care on him because he cares for you. Isn't it remarkable? Peter has the same message. David says so. Paul says so. The Lord reminds us. And Peter also. Peter encourages us to cast all our anxiety, all our care on him. And he gives us the reason. Why? Because he cares for you. The God of the Bible is the God who cares for his people. I don't know of any other God. Is there any other religion where it says that God cares for his people? I'm not familiar, I'm not an expert on Hinduism, Buddhism and Islam. But I don't know if they ever, does their God care for them? Not as far as I know. 
As far as I know, Christianity is the only religion where it says that God cares for his people, that he loves them. And your God cares for you. It's a simple statement, and yet so profound. This says so much about God, about his character, and about his nature. God loves you, and he cares for you. Amen, yes. 1 John 4, 7 to 21. I won't read the whole passage. It's a long passage. Time is against us. But the main message of that passage, 1 John 4, 7 to 21, is this. God is love. It's a simple message, but so true. God is love personified. Love is who God is. That's who he is. He cares for you because he loves you. Now you may have heard that many times before. But it's still true. It's still true. It was true. It is true. And it will always be true. God loves you. That never changes. Our God is eternal. And his love is eternal. Never changes. Never alters. It remains true. It's a universal truth. It's an eternal truth. It's true everywhere. And it's true for all time. He cares for you so much that he's willing to die on your behalf. Again, John reminds us in his gospel, greater love has no one than this, than that he laid down his life for his friends. And Jesus was willing to lay down his life for his friends. And who are his friends? Well, he tells us, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. So today we are his friends. And he has laid down his life for his friends. Since we are the friends of God, he invites us to cast all our anxiety, all our care upon himself. Why? Because he cares for us. Are you getting the message? Praise God. Cast your cares on the Lord. And he will sustain you. He will never ever let the righteous fall. For our final passage let's look at Philippians 6, 4, 6-7. These are all familiar passages. Read them when you get home. Remind yourself. And the reason these passages are so lovely is not just because of the words. The reason these passages are so lovely is because they're so true. If they weren't true, they would be of no value. But this is the word of God. Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds 
in Christ Jesus. It's the same message, isn't it? From Peter, from Paul, from David, and from our Lord. Do not be anxious about anything. The Apostle Paul is absolutely categoric in his declaration. There's no room for many, any misunderstanding. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Nothing's excluded. And then he tells us what we ought to do instead of being anxious. It's fine, sometimes people tell us what not to do. But sometimes they don't tell us what we ought to do instead. Fortunately, Paul tells us. What do we do instead of being anxious? Well, this is the answer. This is the solution to our anxiety. Paul tells us, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's what we do. Instead of being weighed down with cares, anxieties and burdens, we present our request to God by prayer and by petition. And you know something, when I was first preparing this message, I overlooked something. A very short phrase, those two words, with thanksgiving. I was preparing all my notes and I left it out. But it's perhaps the most important part. <coughs> when you present your petitions to God, always do it with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving signifies faith. When you thank God before you pray, it shows that you believe that he will answer your prayer. You have the confidence that as you pray, he will hear you. So always thank him before you see your answer. And after you receive your answer, still thank him. Have an attitude of gratitude. So bring your request to God. But do it with thanksgiving. Never forget that. Don't be like me. <laughs> so with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. He says about any, anything and in everything. In every circumstance and in every situation. No request is excluded, no request is ignored. If you're anxious about anything, the Apostle Paul says, present your requests to God. And then verse 7, Paul tells us the outcome that transpires when we present our requests to God regarding our, our anxieties and our cares. He says, the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It says the peace of God transcends all understanding. No point trying to understand it. You won't. Just accept it and receive it. And it's, it will be yours. And as you do that, as you receive God's peace, it will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. So you won't be worried. You won't be fretting. You won't be running here and there. You'll be settled. You'll be resting. You'll be remaining. 
Your heart will be guarded and your mind will be guarded. You'll be at peace. That's the outcome of those who cast their cares upon the Lord. So then, what am I saying? What's my message? In case you haven't realised yet. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall because he cares for you. Don't be anxious about everything. Instead, present your requests to God by prayer and by petition with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.